Thank you for listening to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. We pray that as you listen to the following message, that it will encourage you to continue to connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and with others. Gospel. Such a great word. It's a word that means good news. And so when we open up our New Testaments to the gospel according to Matthew, what we're really reading is the good news, Matthew's version. The good news, Mark's version. The good news, Luke's version. The good news, John's version. Something dawned on me a few weeks ago, uh, actually a couple of weeks ago, and and I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I never noticed it before. And that is that the gospel, the good news, is actually ingrained in the very opening verses of the entire Bible. It really is. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1, the opening verses, you know them. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And listen to this. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. That one phrase, that one description, that the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep, described not only earth at the very beginning, but it describes the human condition. Without Christ, left to our sin, we are without form and void and darkness covers every nook and cranny of what is deep within us. That's the bad news. You see, the gospel is good news, but it's only good news if first there's bad news. And the bad news is that we are without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. But thank God, God did not end the Bible with Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Because it goes on to say, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That's a good start. In our darkness, God's spirit moved. And then it says, and God said, what did he say? Let there be what? Light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. The light. Now, we know that he's talking about physical light there. There was physical darkness and God spoke physical light into that darkness. And the darkness is totally changed by light. Have you ever noticed that? Do you know there's no darkness in this room here? Hello? Did you know that? You know why? Light. And in our darkness, God spoke light. John's gospel starts with, I think, an intentional allusion to Genesis chapter 1. John says, in the beginning, same three words, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Same was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. See, he's harking back to the beginning, the creation. All things were made through him. Without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life. And that life was the, here it is, light of men. And John said the light shined into the darkness. And it changed everything. Well, that's kind of a paraphrase. It changed everything. It shined into the darkness, and the darkness could not overtake it, could not comprehend it, could not overcome it. What that means is that the light came into the darkness, and it changed everything. 
then John talks about John the Baptist. says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came to bear witness to the light, the light that was coming into the world that all men might believe through him. And John says he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light, the light that was coming into the world. And then he starts talking about that light again. He came into the world. The world was made by him, but the world knew him not. He came to his own, his own received him not. But to them who received him, to them, he gave the right to become children of God. You and I, without Christ, left to our sin, we are in darkness. We are slaves to sin. And every one of us, according to Paul, are guilty of it. And every one of us deserve to die. Again, according to Paul, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. But there's a verse in Romans chapter 5, verse 8 that I've always loved. You love it too, I know you do, because it starts out with the word but. I like buts in the Bible. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Light in our darkness. You see, uh, Peter says in 2 Peter 3, 16 says, but Christ has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Isaiah said in, in chapter 53, verse 6, for all we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The good news is that our condition was much like the condition of the earth in the very beginning. We, our world is chaos. My world is chaos. Is your world chaos? It's dark. It's often without form. And void. But the Spirit of God moved in me one night. I was eight years old, had just turned eight. I was in a revival. A preacher by the name of Tommy Henderson preached. One of the godliest men I ever knew. He preached and I couldn't tell you one thing he said. Couldn't tell you one thing. I'm sorry, I should be able to, but I couldn't tell you. And I was seated right here beside my mother. Beside my mother. I've told you the story before. Quite often I'd sit on that pew. And in order to quieten down me and my brother, who was two years younger than I, she would have... Nabisco vanilla wafers and Jif peanut butter in a plastic bag, Ziploc bag. And then she'd have a mason jar with water packed with ice. Now, I don't know what it is about a mason jar, ladies and gentlemen, but water, ice water in a mason jar is better than water anywhere from any other source. I don't know what it is. And it would quieten us down. I'll tell you what would quieten me down, that, those vanilla wafers and that Jif peanut butter, baby. But that night... When I looked over to mom, there was no peanut butter. I opened up her purse and there wasn't a thing there. And I knew as soon as I opened up that purse and looked in it and there was nothing there, I knew, I knew that I was caught. No mason jar, no water, no ice, no vanilla wafers, no peanut butter. And I looked up and my mom had tears in her eyes. 
And I just closed that purse back together and I sat there. And as soon as the invitation was given, I, I walked out. Eight-year-old boy, I was probably like knee-high to an ant, right? And I walk out and I go to preacher Tommy Henderson who's standing in the aisle. And he said, son, go to your daddy. I didn't want to go to my daddy. Go to your daddy. And I go to daddy and all I could do is just point me to the altar. And together he and I sat down and I prayed to receive Christ into my life. I came to that church that night in Shake Rag, Georgia without form and void and darkness was upon the face of my heart and my soul. But when I left that night from that same Shady Grove Baptist Church in Shake Rag, Georgia, God had spoken light into my heart and the darkness was dispelled. The gospel changed everything. It was the night that changed my whole life. Now, I'd love to say to you that after that night, I never got in any sin trouble. Boy, I'd love to say that to you. Sometimes we preachers tend to present the gospel in that way, that every, you, you, you're, you're really bad in sin, then you get saved, and from that point on, you never commit another sin. But I can't tell you that. In fact... I was deep in darkness. I wasn't lost. I was saved, but I was a saved man in darkness when a search committee from this church found me in June of 2000. And you folks gave me a shot that no other church who had talked with me, and several of them had. You, you folks gave me a shot that no other church is willing to do. I came here for a month in August. Y'all decided you needed to hear more than just a sermon for a day. I have that impact on folks. One of my sermons really doesn't convince anybody. I have to preach a whole month-long verse of series. And I preached. And then at the end of August, you, you, you let me and Amanda and Zach and Hillary come here to be your pastor and your pastor's family. And you, God used you. You, Palmetto Baptist Church, changed my life. You. And I'm telling you, I'm here to say, from the time I was saved till the time that you, you redeemed me in the ministry, the gospel changes everything. And really, we just have to be willing. We don't have to work for it. In fact, it's just too much. What we have to do is be willing to receive what God is willing to do for us. That's our part of the gospel. Just receive it. Just receive it. Our choir and, uh, our choir and Chris are about to lead us through the final parts of this uh, musical. And I want you to consider these final three or four songs as an invitation. At any point during these songs. No matter what we're doing on stage, no matter what we're singing, no matter what's going on, if you feel the need to come to this altar of prayer for any reason whatsoever, this altar is yours. It is a place where God changes lives. It is the place where, where without form, void, and darkness on the face of the earth meets the light of the world in Jesus Christ and the gospel, that good news, changes everything. I wish we had a recorded video here on this stage of every time someone has come to this altar and experienced the changing power of the good news of Jesus. It'd be amazing. It really, really would.
All right. So if you feel God leading you at any point to come here, come here. Let me pray. Oh, Lord, I want to thank you for the message of this musical. Redeemed. Lord, I can truly say, and so many people in this congregation and in the choir loft can say, I am redeemed. The gospel has changed everything for my life. And Lord, I pray that now, for the rest of this service, there would be people here in this place who would experience that changing power of the good news of Jesus Christ all over again. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.